Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I'm excited to be having a guest, Christine Heath, who is a marriage family therapist all the way from sunny Hawaii. Welcome, Christine. Thank you, and aloha. <laughs> hello that's lovely um yeah it's so nice to uh be speaking to somebody who's enjoying a fellow lovely sunny location to to be living their lives that's true i was just thinking the other day what a miracle the internet has become where i can uh talk to somebody on the other side of the world um, and have a conversation that goes around the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's all relatively new in, in our lifetime, really, isn't it, when you think about it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when I, was, when I was young, in order to talk to somebody that lived far away, you did it only on Christmas and your birthday, and uh, you talked for as few minutes as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the oh, yeah, on the old landline phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how times have changed. That's the truth yeah. for me too. Okay, Christine, well, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm delighted to have you on. And what I really love to start with on, on most episodes when I have guests is a little bit of um, background about you and uh, what's led you to sort of be doing what you're doing. A little bit of history, if you wouldn't mind sharing with the listeners. Well, I uh, became a a therapist, a marriage and family therapist in the 70s, and um, when I was about 14, but no, just teasing. Um, <laughs> uh, I was doing therapy with people and trying to help relationships and families to recover from, you know, lots of um, traumas that happened and negative experiences, and I just found that people weren't really um, finding happiness. Like, they kind of get to a better place, but they weren't really falling back in love or finding happiness for themselves. So I was going to get out of the field of uh, therapy totally. And um, I decided to go to this training with this kind of new approach to helping people. It's called the three principles. And I went there because I was 30 years old and I wasn't married. And I really thought I wanted to get married. And so I decided that maybe going to psychology conferences would be a better place to meet a man than bars because, I don't know, I kept finding alcoholics in bars. <laughs> and uh, that, that didn't work out too well. So I thought, oh, I'll go to psychology conferences. So I kind of went to this conference looking for love. And I thought if I could find someone there that would want to be in a relationship with me, that I would then feel love and be able to share love and that, that would be a good thing. So I went to the, the training. It was quite different from any training I'd ever been to. It was, it was totally a different way of looking at helping people and looking at how our, our experience of life is created. And, 
So I thought I should listen to him because I might be able to get a dinner date out of it. <laughs> and um, so uh, I started listening to him when I discovered this. And, and I thought, now in those days when like being positive in therapy was considered bad therapy, you were supposed to really connect with people's pain and suffering and really um, kind of uh, help them through the worst of their negative thinking. And so I thought that my first insight was like, oh, positive, I could do positive. And then my second insight was like, oh, I'm looking at life backwards. And that's why I haven't been able to help people with their relationship as much as I would like to. And it's why I haven't had a very good relationship history. So it was, it cracked me up because I thought all of this time that if I found the right person, if I was able to feel loved by somebody, that that would then make me happy. And what I saw when, when he was talking about how our experiences coming from within us was that love was within me at all times. Mm. And I wasn't looking for it anymore. When I was looking for it, I couldn't find it because I was looking in the wrong place. So it kind of reminded me of that that song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. So that shift in perspective changed my whole practice. And ever since that time, what I've been doing is teaching people how to live in happiness and love and then have their see what kind of comes in their life to, to match that. And that's what I teach people. And it's like I'm, I'm, I'm now well past my retirement age, but I'm so jazzed about what I do and how much better people uh, get when they start to see that ex that love comes from within them that um, I'm, I'm not planning on retiring anytime soon. <laughs> Pleased to hear and, it. And, and for somebody in my profession that's as jazzed as what they do after that many years of doing therapy and working with couples and families and troubles, uh, that's unusual. It's unusual to find somebody that's still that jazzed about it. And I'm so grateful for that, I'll tell you. And I'm sure, you know, on the back of that, you've gained so, so, so many years of wisdom. So I'm, I'm pleased that you're really still jazzed about that, Christine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still jazzed and I'm still learning. That's the, it's, it's like a, and, and, you know, what I was, what I used to do was I'd kind of problem solve with people, try to fix their troubles and fix their bad relationships and kind of, kind of fix what was wrong so that people could find happiness, but they just never came to the end of what was wrong. And so by kind of turning them around and helping them to see that they're already okay, that they can't be broken, like on a spiritual level, people can't be broken. No. And that level, that's where love is, right? So mm. if we are love, if we, if the essence, our spiritual essence is really love, then we don't have to look for it. We just have to see how it comes through us, how we can access it. Absolutely. So, yeah, so people get a lot better. They really enjoy it. They have a good experience. And so it, there's a lot of good feelings that go around either way. One thing you mentioned in the conversation that probably some of the listeners won't, aren't aware of is the three principles. Can you just give listeners a, an insight as to what they are and a bit of an overview, please? Oh, I'd love to, yeah. The three principles were kind of uncovered by a man named Sidney Banks, and he just had a really deep experience of how we create 
our experience of life, how all people create their experience. And prior to this, if you went to, you know, 350 different therapists, you'd be treated in 350 different ways. So the principles kind of are the fundamental basics that apply to all people at all times and describe how we create the experience we call life. So the three principles are mind, thought, and consciousness. So that spiritual energy that we are, that what people call your soul or your spirit, that energy is the energy of all things. And that breaks down into thought and consciousness, consciousness being our ability to be aware of a reality, to be aware that we're spiritual beings, to be aware that we're thinking beings, to be aware of our outside world. And thought is the ability to create ideas, forms, images. So they're not things, but they're really the way the life energy works as it flows through us. So understanding that and seeing how we're creating our experience, we really minimize the amount of suffering that we do. And so people are able to keep their bearings. They're able to really access deeper states of mental well-being. And mental well-being then changes when you're in a deeper state of mental well-being. It changes how you see things, how you think about it, how you act. Everything changes automatically when your state of mind changes. So the three principles just describe how we create our, our moment-to-moment experience of life. Yeah, and, and it also, um, I suppose, start living it from a conscious state of awareness. And so just observing literally That's what right. you're thinking, what you're doing, how you're acting, what language you're using, what body posture you're in, and... And, and just being a witness to all that, isn't it? Yes. it's You know, it's like before I learned this, I was looking at how I was reacting to life. So it looked to me that other people hurt my feelings, other people made me angry, that situations were frustrating, that the outside world somehow was making me feel, it was making me think, it was making me have this experience. And that's what we call living from the outside in. Mm. And, and when you turn it around and you start to see that really what you're seeing in your life are your own thoughts. And so, you know, like days when you're having a bad day, everything seems to go wrong. Nothing looks good to you. Mm. And other days when you're in a really great state of mind, it's like everything appears to have a sense of ease about it. and You feel happy for no good reason. And, so helping people to see that it's not an outside-in experience, that it's an inside-out experience, helps you to have control of you, of your experience. So it doesn't stop you from having an experience, but when you're having it, knowing that it's coming from you makes it less scary, and it makes it something that you've got a little bit of control over what you do with it. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people are totally unaware, you know, when they're thinking that life is happening to them, that they have got, you know, the tools, should they choose to seek that awareness, to be able to turn that around and take responsibility so that life happens through them. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And that gives you a sense of confidence because when you're doing life backwards, you get really insecure because you make a lot of mistakes and things don't work right. And it always feels like, to me, it feels like you're chasing chasing one of those rabbits that the, the dogs chase in the um, when they have dog races. Mm-hmm. You, never, you never get it. You never achieve what you're looking for. You just keep searching and looking and trying to find happiness outside of you but you can't get it there it's not there no and I, I i hear my partner he talks about it you know that um and, and a good metaphor he uses is that you know if people put sunglasses on suddenly you know the world looks darker and they see things differently but when mm-hmm. they take them off you know the light comes in <laughs> and, yeah. so, and suddenly you see something else Yes, it, it, it is. It, it's really amazing how people come in and they really like in relationships, people really believe that the other person is making them crazy. You know, the other person is upsetting them. The other person is doing it. So at first, when I when I try to help them to take a look at themselves to see how what that they're creating that experience of them. It's like their mind goes like, blah, 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 blah. you know, it's like, wait a minute. What, what, what? Because we're really. <laughs> conditioned in our reality in our world to look outside of ourselves for the source of our unhappiness you know like i always tell people the good news and the bad news it's all coming from you Mm. and so once you see that you can do something about it once you see it you can't blame somebody else though (laughs) no and it's so easy isn't it i think people are looking for you to agree with them and say that yes it's all your partner's fault (laughs) But it, it definitely isn't, you know, at the end of the day, the, the more empowering question to ask yourself is, how am I contributing to this? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it doesn't mean that, you know, people don't do awful things to people. But when you're in a better state of mind, when you're in a healthier state of mind, you're able to access this incredible wisdom that comes from mind. And that wisdom will always be right for you and everyone else. So if you're in a really, you know, um, dangerous situation in a relationship where there's violence or there's a lot of um, uh, drug use or, um, you know, you're losing your life savings because your partner's got an addiction, gambling addiction, if you get out of trying to change your partner, you can listen to what you need to do, what you need to change in yourself so that you're safe. And that's, to me, the most wonderful thing in the world because I was always trying to figure out what to do, and I really didn't know. Like, I really wouldn't know until it was too late, and then I'd say, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. So understanding that I have what it takes inside of me to make the right decisions in my life and to change things and to take care of myself and knowing that that wisdom will not only be right for me, but for everybody that helps me tremendously because I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to do anything about that. No, not at all. Um, I do think it's essential, you know, when people are talking about, you know, having problems and issues with their partners that they actually do realize that, you know, there is a way they can make better decisions for themselves 
that could change everything. And it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that they need to get away from that relationship. I mean, sometimes just by changing your own views and your own habits and your own thinking can have a very positive knock-on effect for your partner and they can change on the back of that too. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, that's what um, uh, the magic is about understanding that love is within everyone, is that not only do you change, but when you change, you're changing 50% of the habit that you have with your partner. Mm. And so that, whether they want to or not, that focus forces them to change. And so that's the best shot you have. Sometimes that people have partners that are really struggling and they won't come in for help and they're not, you know, willing to look at themselves, but, and they think, well, what can I do? You know, I can't control this. And, but it's amazing what happens uh, when one person changes and moves into a healthier state of mind. It, it frequently has the ability to wake up the health in the other person and they calm down and they settle down and, and then they start seeing each other differently. They start interacting from a feeling of love rather than trying to fix what's wrong because when you're trying when you're focused on what's wrong in the relationship you just get more of that it just increases and it gets frustrating and then frequently people will say they go to marriage counseling to get divorced because the focus is on trying to fix the problems and so the problems get worse Mm. yeah because we're you know when we're trying to fix problems what we're focused on is um you know coming and what we don't realize is that we're coming from a place of fear and lack and that, right. that something is wrong. So, you know, that's what we're attracting more of rather than coming from that place of love and abundance where, you know, you know, you've got the tools and the awareness to change things. That's right. That's right. That, that like just knowing that you've got the wisdom inside of you, but it's for you, not for them. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the thing and and sometimes you know we just get these thoughts about how life should be like one of my students was having trouble in his relationship and I told I kept telling him you got to listen to your wisdom I don't know what you should do but you do but you've got to get into that beautiful feeling that you have and really listen to your wisdom it will guide you and he called me up a few days later he said you know I was really mad when you told me that because I thought you should be like helping me with this He said, and then I realized that what the problem was, was that I did have my wisdom. I just didn't agree with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that's kind of the deal is we have, we get thinking about life. We get thinking about partners. We get thinking about how things should be. And when they go a different direction, sometimes we have a hard time letting go of our thinking to Mm. get something you know, it's like you have to let go of the old to get something new. Yeah, because the wisdom for me, I describe it as coming from your heart. And when you're disagreeing with your wisdom, that's your head and your ego speaking. That's right. That's right. That's just your, uh, I call it your little pea brain. You know? <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not true. You have a right to be mad about that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's always interesting I think for most people that they're doing this thinking, but it appears as if that thinking is coming from some higher source. You know, that's kind of why people always need to be right or think they're right. And that um, ability is um, such a, um, 
this is a really good example, right? Because I had it all worked out where my uh, husband would take care of my dogs and I'd be able to do this podcast. And uh, then he had an emergency meeting he had to go to. So I thought I had a second plan and had this worked out. And then life happens in a different way. And I can either react to that life, like in this case, it's my dogs, but it could be your partner. You react to life in a way that either maintains your mental well-being or it creates more stress. Absolutely. And you know what? That That's what makes this discussion for me more authentic and for the listeners too, because, you know, that, that was a great example of how, you know, we both could have had a meltdown over that. And I'm not going to even ask my team to edit that out because I think there's some great learning in what just happened. Yeah, it's, it, it's so um, interesting how... The more we're reacting to life, the more it looks like the source of our well-being can be affected by things. I mean, life is happening all the time. We can't make everything perfect all the time. And that when people try to do that, they just get really crazy. And then it, it never works anyway. So kind of learning how to regain your balance. I mean, you know, for a moment when he started barking, I was like, oh, my goodness. And, and then I thought, no, you just got to get him. He's going to keep doing this. And then you calm down again, because I know it's just my thinking that's creating my reaction. Hmm. It's leaning into things, isn't it? And going with the flow, you know, yeah. and, and making whatever happens, uh, you know, a learning experience for the, for the listener or the audience, <laughs> rather than, like you say, reacting to it and getting frustrated about it and uh, wanting it to be perfect. It's just going with it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the, the best you have in life is listening for your wisdom in the moment to deal with whatever's coming your way. You can't control it. There's just nothing you can do to control life. You can do the best you can by listening to your wisdom ahead of time, but then you got to kind of go with the, with the flow of it. So in Hawaii, we call it hang loose, where you kind of go with the flow of life and then see how to make it the best you can. Absolutely. And that's more the feminine energy anyway, isn't it? The, the feminine is about the flow and, and leaning in to, to things rather than, you know, the masculine is more about, you know, being more autocratic and doing and organized and uh, regimented. Well, I think that, you know, I was just talking to somebody about this is that um, one of the things that's changed uh, for women in general is that uh, we've gotten educated so that when I was a girl, People would talk about women's intuition and women's wisdom all the time. They'd say, oh, women, they just know those things. Oh, you got to trust wisdom. Women, they, they, they know those things. Mm -hmm. And then I was thinking about that one day, and I thought, you know, you never hear people say that. And so the more we are as men or women that we get kind of caught up in thinking about life or processing it or kind of going from our head, the more we get away of being in the moment and using our intuition and really being able to, like in what I would say is we, we kind of know things at a deeper level. Mm. And that deeper level is where wisdom comes from. It's like our mind quiets and out of the quiet comes this beautiful feeling. And with it, a beautiful intelligence that takes us in the direction we want to go. Like for me, I had never even thought about 
living in Hawaii. Never. I mean, I was from the Midwest, and mostly we just go to vacation to northern Minnesota. And um, to come here and to, to stay here was something really different. And I wouldn't have been able to think that up because it just wasn't in my thinking. But one day, it just came to me like, oh, I'm going to move to Hawaii because I had been here and I realized that the Hawaiians and the culture had an understanding of the principles that was deeper than any culture I'd ever been in contact with. And so I thought, well, if somebody's going to understand what I'm talking about, they're going to understand it. And it's warm and beautiful. So uh, I just followed that. And what I got from it, I moved here in July and I met my husband in September. And I've been with him for the last 34 years. So it was exactly what I needed to do, but I didn't think that up. It came to me from my wisdom. And that's kind of the, the beauty of going with the flow is that if you're not trying to figure it out, you have more feeling in life and you also have this ability to kind of tap into that deeper knowing. Mm. And the thing is, if you don't think you know, it's sometimes great to go to bed in the evening. I always think, you know, um, that what's the most empowering questions I can ask myself? And, and quite often it's the, it's the same questions that come up for me and, and that, you know, that comes up for me before I go to sleep at night is how best can I serve planet Earth? How best can I serve humanity? So in particular, you know, women, you know, um, uh, you know, on, and what do I need to do to to share my wisdom and give my audience great value. And what you find is that you wake up in the morning and you think, wow, you know, there's some creative idea that comes into your head. As It's almost like having a download of wisdom yes. on the back of asking yourself some empowering questions. Yes. Yes. And that's, that, that's really like going within to see what to do in your world. That's, the, that's a beautiful thing because when you're asking yourself for your own wisdom to tell you what you can do to move the world in a better place, it's just amazing how all of that comes to you. It is. And um, what's really exciting is I think that we're being – you can feel like there's a shift in the world, can't you? I think that we're being more called to share more around these sorts of principles and ideas. And I can feel there's been sort of like more of a conscious shift now towards people wanting to know more about being and living more consciously. I think so too. And I think honestly, it's like if we don't do it now, we, we won't be around much to, to not do it. You know, Sydney Banks would always talk about how dangerously low the level of consciousness of the world is and how important it is that we start to access our wisdom and come together from that place of love. And when we come from that place of love, we'll take care of our planet, we'll take care of each other, we'll see each other in ways that are positive and loving and see how to make things work for everybody. When we get insecure, we just get focused on things we don't like and the negative and people start hating each other and they get afraid and there's all this negativity that comes out of that insecurity. If we could turn around, like if everybody could do that in the morning, just what you do, you know, is get up in the morning and say, um, you know, go to bed at night and say, okay, what can I do to help the world today? Like if everybody did that, gosh, it would be just a beautiful place to live. It's such a great place. Yeah, it absolutely would. And 
I think, um, you know, people will probably be listening to this and thinking, but my, you know, my life feels so dark at the moment. But the thing is, we sometimes have to experience those challenges and those dark times and those um, times when life feels quite challenging to appreciate and work towards the solutions and know what the light feels like. Yes. Yes. Like, like, you know, I, I really, I don't know that I, I would have, I mean, I don't know what would have happened had I not learned this because I was pretty burned out and I was a very negative person. And I thought I was trying to help the world. Like I specialized at that time in working with um, domestic violence and uh, working with families where there was incest. I mean, just really, really negative, negative, negative things that human beings do to each other. And it was, it would really took a toll on me. It was very, um, I was getting depressed myself and getting really stressed out myself and angry, angry. And when I learned this, it was like, oh, if I could teach the world this, there would be, it would be a different world that people would see each other in such different ways and they'd be able to help each other rather than just get caught in these really negative cycles. So that, that's kind of my calling really is it's to see that um, bringing love or like really activating love, not having it be like a, a conditional thing. Like you have to have this in your life and you have to have that in your life or people have to treat you in a certain way in order to feel love. But, we can then fix what we're doing on the outside. And on that note, Christine, with those very wise words of wisdom, I'm going to bring the episode to a close. Thank you so, so much for sharing your thoughts, your absolute phenomenal insights and great sharings about this subject. And I really, really appreciate having you on as a, a guest. Oh, thank you so much. I was, I'm delighted that you asked me to do this. I really appreciate it. And I uh, hope that uh, somehow we've helped somebody today. I'm sure we have. And uh, just for the benefit of our listeners, I do know that Christine has a, a book that's recently been published. So um, would you like to share with our listeners the, the name of your book, Christine? Yeah, it's the name of the book is The Secret of Love, Unlocking the Mystery and Unleashing the Magic. I love that, Unleashing the Magic. <laughs> you can get it on Amazon. Um, it's um, on iBooks and it's... Um, on Amazon as a as a hard a soft cover book and it will be coming out in um, in audio very soon. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure the link for that is included in the show notes along with um, Christine's other contact information. Um, would you just like to share um, what's the best contact information for you, Christine? Sure. You can just email me at my my email is Christine. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-J, Heath, H-E-A-T-H, at gmail.com. Excellent. And as I said previously, we'll make sure that other contact information that's associated with our lovely Christine Heath is contained within the show notes. And finally, as I always end each podcast with some words of wisdom, true love hearts, no, I need to rewind that. I've just got <laughs> this. This this is just another exa- example of uh, when things go wrong. Just roll with it and go with the flow. So I'll just rewind that bit. True love starts with opening our hearts. Until next time, goodbye for now. Aloha. 
Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.